Hey everybody, I'm Greg Soul, and this is Why Am I, a podcast where I talk to interesting people and try and trace a path to where they find themselves today. My guests this go around are Ben and Kyle of the band Mountainhead. This brotherly duo has what they describe as a psychedelic sound that's always evolving. That description not only fits their music, but definitely also fits the men themselves. Uh, we start with a DMT experience in a public park, move to talking about how the self is the biggest unused resource, and then talk about changing habits. Uh, these fellows are deep thinkers for sure, and it's going to take me some time to dissect everything we talked about. At any rate, I hope you enjoy this chat with Mountainhead. Uh, ben and Kyle of Mountainhead. Thank you for joining me on the Why Am I podcast. Thanks for having us, Greg, yeah, man. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. You guys, I would say that we warmed you up, but I think you guys came in hot. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. You yeah. can already tell that we haven't had lunch yet so because of what we were ordering, you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, I never said the fantasy restaurant was fast. It just, you know, it's, it has everything, but it, you know, it takes a little while. That's all. Makes um, sense, you know? That's a fair trade. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. So the premise here is you and I are. Where were we? We're at the Wilton Cheese. Is it the Cheese Factory or what? It's you guys a find? factory. Yeah, it is a Cheese factory, factory. Yeah. All right, we're waiting in line. The guy at the front's paying in pennies, so it's oh. going to take us a minute. So we're talking. I'm telling you who I am, and I'm boring, so we get done with that really quick. And now it's your turn to reciprocate. So Ben and Kyle, who are you guys? Oof, and that really depends from the vantage point that question's being asked from. It's like the Zoolander scene where he's trying to find out who he is. <laughs> Uh, well, I suppose if we're talking about our human incarnations, uh, my name is Ben. This is my brother, Kyle. Hi. We, uh, are in a psychedelic duo called Mountainhead and, uh, yeah, we were in other bands prior to this. We, we toured around all of Canada and yeah, how did Mountainhead get its start? I wonder. Well, we were coming back from a tour across Canada and we, we really weren't that, uh, stoked on the music we were playing, you know, Kyle and I kind of looked at each other and we we're like, oh, you know, this really just isn't checking all the boxes that we want to check. So we're playing like the Wiggles music. <laughs> we, uh, so we had a, a final show of the tour and it was in Toronto and uh, a drummer that we were working with at the time called us and he had just recently been in Colombia for a bunch of months hanging out with indigenous tribes. And he let us know that a Mayan shaman that he has done uh, several ceremonies with was going to be in town, AKA the main vein is in town. Okay. And he highly recommended we do a ceremony with the main vein. And we said, but of course, <laughs> well, what else are we going to do uh, after this concert? We've uh, got a whole full day ahead of us here. Yeah. So we played the show and at the uh, vision of the shaman, we did not uh, do have any sex, no drugs, no rock and roll. Well, we it, did. Rock we and did. Roll. Sorry, we did rock, rock and roll. roll was no, allowed, but, but he said uh, no sex, no drugs, no alcohol, and only vegetarian meals prior. So we did that. Okay. And uh, the next day, when the ceremony was to take place, we showed up at an apartment in the Danforth in Toronto, which is in the East End, pretty far in the East End. And uh, a nice young lady opened up the door, and it kind of felt eerie, a little bit like uh, meeting the Oracle from the Matrix. That scene was heavy heavy influenced by what was going on. Yeah. Sure. So uh, we went in and we were just sitting around and we we're kind of 
looking around the apartment being like, where's this fucking shaman? What are we going <laughs> to And the door opens. I thought they were upstairs somewhere in the apartment, but the door opens and in walks Drew, our drummer, and the shaman and Maestro. And Drew uh, kind of had a a little bit of a woebegotten look on his face, like slightly scared, slightly sad. And he looked at us and said, well, guys, I guess there's just some things I'm going to have to accept. And mm. and we're like, oh, great. We're next in line for it's this time, ride, next huh? time on the road. <laughs> And so uh, we sat with the shaman for a bit and he said, all right, guys, let's go. And we start walking down again. We're in Toronto and we take a little turn. He finds some feathers on the ground and says, hey, the, the spirits are with us. And he puts the feathers in each of our hair. And uh, so if we weren't sticking out like sore thumbs already, we really were now. And we walk into this dog park in the Danforth in Toronto. And there's just fucking people and dogs everywhere. Just absolutely packed. So. Kyle and I are looking at each other, getting slightly anxious, being like, he must have a place deep, dark in this park, nowhere near anybody where we're about to do this ceremony because we were indeed about to smoke DMT, which uh, if you know anything about DMT is one of the, if not the strongest psychedelic on the planet and uh, induces very, very, very intense visuals. And uh, so we took about 10 steps into this park and he goes right up here. And oh, then the, the anxiety ramped up about a million percent. We're like, okay, so we are doing this in front of all these people. All right. So uh, I sat at the base of a pine tree and the shaman came over to me and he put a blanket over my head and he came under the blanket and he pulled out this little pipe that had uh, like golden crystals on the end of it. And he just said, just inhale this slowly. And when I tell you to go, do it. And I was like, okay. So I'm sitting there just slowly inhaling on this glass pipe and he goes it's time so i go and as soon as i did that i had the strongest feeling of deja vu i've ever had in my life i kind of felt like i was like fading back in my brain and i was like oh i I dreamt this last night and then i like zoomed out even further and i was like oh this is the only dream that ever was and then in that time a very high-pitched almost mechanic like started to build to a very insane intensity inside me. And my, my body started to go like this. I started to like, uh, tense up. And then I finally hit a point of, uh, I guess you could call it rapture or Bye-bye. escape or a breakthrough. And it kind of popped. And I remember all the tension leaving my body and I just kind of hung there. And there I was spinning in the center of, uh, I don't know. Je ne sais the, the craziest, most bizarre, most beautiful, most elaborate landscape of shapes and geometric patterns and sounds that I had never in colors I'd never seen, heard, or been a part of before. And um, just your average Tuesday, you just know? your average Tuesday. Mm. So spun around there for about ten minutes and went through the whole experience. It uh, felt like I died and lived a million times. And then I came back down, opened my eyes, and there I was in the dog park again. And uh, I let out a very good laugh and then Kyle was up. So then we, uh, we shifted cause we were sitting in a triangle. And so Kyle sat at the pine tree. Yep. Pretty much the same thing happened to me. I did the whole big tension and then released it all. But the funny thing is the uh, shaman was like behind us and he has this, uh, what is this thing called? Dreidelish or spinning something. And his hand was going like this and he's going, whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. and when he's doing that, standing straight up again like i can feel that he's there the whole time 
Like he just says, like, don't worry about it. Just go. I'll remember you. Hmm. Before I before I pray, and that makes no sense before you smoke it. But when you're in the kind of space, it, it does make sense. Like I could feel like, oh, I've got a tether if I, you know what I mean? I'm uh, he's holding space or whatever the hell, whatever he's doing, I can feel it. It was really bizarre, but pendulum. I mean, that's what it was. Pendulum. Yeah, that's <laughs> what he's spinning. But anyway, we, we all come down, have a good laugh and just being like, well, cause that's basically the only thing you can do when like that experience is every single experience that ever could be all at once. So it's just the most intense thing that could ever possibly be. If there's DMT squared, I don't know about it. But. Yeah. The, the expression on people's faces when they smoke DMT from my experience is you're literally seeing the expression of everything possible on the human. It's, it's like yeah. insane laughter, joy, terror, fear. Uh, acceptance, love, anxiety. It's, it, it looks like an exorcism. The whole experience of all at once. Yeah. It's basically what DMT is or what it, I would call it is everything at once for the next 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, time is irrelevant at that point. But anyway, we come down and uh, this like dog comes up to the three of us and like licks us all in the face. And we're like, hey, buddy. And uh, the shaman's like, this is a good sign. The dogs are the keepers of this realm. <laughs> like okay and then he draws a line in the sand literally and goes from this point on you're born anew like you don't even worry about anything anymore like don't go look back anymore it's a waste of time he's like forget everything that's ever happened in your life this is your new birth and, and so the mountainhead thing not, wasn't called mountainhead at the time but it was like this this uh push for ben and i to kind of break off and do our own thing it was always like looming in either of our heads but we never like spoke about it and so at that point we were like all right both of us know what to do we just haven't spoke about it let's speak about it now and it's time to form what we know we need to do and from that point on it was like kind of the origin stories of how this started to develop and it was we essentially quit our own band at yeah. the time because we were in a five piece and uh we realized that putting more people between kyle and i was just diluting the potency of what we were putting out because hmm. you know maybe you know kyle and i always wrote together and then you know he got another songwriter in the band and either it's going in a way you don't like it or like you're like oh we got to toss this person a song even though the song might not yeah be but it best. was just like noise in between ben and i distortion where there we could both have the clear signal it's like okay where it's like yeah we always knew what we needed to do but we were for whatever reason surrounded by other people that were holding it back so we just eliminated the the setback and we're able to get a whole lot more done and be a whole lot more fulfilled by just working with each other. Yeah. And that experience kind of solidified it where it was like, we we're like dancing, like, I don't know. And then it was like, no, this is for sure. It's like, stuck, quit with this doubting and I don't know horse shit and just go and do what you know you can do. Yeah. Like feelings are going to be hurt no matter what. There's never going to be a good time to do this. So just do it. Well, musically, are you guys usually pretty aligned? For sure. Yeah. And that was another thing is like where we were going with the music and where the rest of the band was going wasn't necessarily lining up. And, and we, even for us, like we we always kind of make the joke that like in our old in old bands we were in, we were kind of driving the car looking in the rear view mirror right. this instead is the of out, out of the windshield because we were, you know, huge 60s and early 70s fans. We were only listening to, you know, Bob Dylan, and the Grateful Dead and Van Morrison and like all this stuff from back then. And we loved it so much that like, you know, our our past iterations were very like almond brothers sounding or grateful dead sounding and all that stuff's great. And I love it 
but it's already been done. It's already been done and the future doesn't get created unless you create it. So, you know, it was, it was interesting to have our heads literally look through the windshield. Yeah. And at the start with the past, quit it with the past and make music that we would have never fathomed making. You know, if you told me three years ago or four years ago, I'd have gold teeth right now. And all, all this music out that sounded like this, I wouldn't believe you at all. <laughs> so it was, it was like, it's kind of one of those situations where, uh, you find everything you need where, and it's lurking in the place you dare not want to enter. Yeah. Which is like the present moment. It's like, we didn't all these, all this outfit, the music all came together by just paying attention to now and being people be like, I kind of, I like this. Or like one guy was smiled at us at a concert and he had a mouthful of gold. And it's like, we we're kind of joking about that. And there it is. It's like, we got to go ask him. And then he hooks us up with his guy. And it's like, now the adventure is just rolling. And we're yeah. just like, paying attention each day being like i wonder what's going to happen next so that's that's kind of wild so describe your i mean because this is like mostly an audio format right some people watch the video and everything but uh what how would you describe your uh your look that you guys have well i mean we're in full-on canadian tuxedo which is uh denim on denim <laughs> denim but it's black yeah yeah and, yeah and gold see the color scheme of everything we're doing is black and gold uh, black and gold. So, you know when it. we got this made we got the made sure the stitching was gold Yep. We got black hats with some gold accents. We got gold teeth. All uh, this was uh, Toronto guys that custom make all this stuff. Which yeah. Real creative dudes. Coop de Tet via piano custom denim. Shout out to those guys. And uh, yeah, we just kind of, and we, I mean, our, our guitars are black and gold as well. We kind of, we started knowing that black and gold was the color scheme we were going to communicate, but we didn't, all this stuff kind of came together on the path as in, we were going. In the doing. Yeah. Like it didn't, it didn't come at once. It like came in pieces. Okay. I mean, on really the journey about it yeah yeah we didn't think yeah. about it we didn't ruminate about it it's just like the way i i can like met make a metaphor about it is like as we decided to cut our own path it's like you're hacking away the stuff with the machete and you get to a point where it's like really overgrown and you're like i think there's a trail up there and like you'll get these little sprinkles of like yeah this is this is the route to go right as you keep going and again it's just like getting that head off of like if it thinks it knows it, it's in the past, right? Because that's the only way it only knows from things that happened in the past. So it's like, you got to be comfortable and okay with not knowing at, at all times. Like, I don't know. And it's like, but now you're open to a whole bunch of other possibilities that you've closed off. If you're like, I know already. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. the, the mind is a son of a bitch like that because it, it wants to just settle in for survival. But, it, makes but the, sense. it makes sense, but there is no settling really. Like your mind can't just lie down. It's always, it's always going yet like kyle's saying it's mostly referring to the past or the future which are imaginary right um so keeping that in check and especially within ourselves it just like like kyle's saying being comfortable with not knowing and not you know like all of all all discovery throughout humanity was found by stepping into the unknown not knowing you can't mm. like if i now i can with my phone it'll tell me how to get somewhere but like when they were charting their first voyage in a into the into the ocean, like they're not like, oh yeah, you come up here, there's the West Indies, and you come around, and they're no, like, they're like, there's monsters everywhere. Yeah, out there. for sure. <laughs> they're, they're trying to get around the kraken. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> their head, right? But it's like that's what happens when we face the unknown. We face our imagination, and it's always throwing the terrors at you. Oh no, what's what's in there? You know, the way you describe it reminds me of um, something a uh, fellow I talked to named Peter Krask was telling me he said that like sometimes the art you make is smarter than you are so you just have to trust it because it's gonna lead you where it wants you to go 
I mean, is that that's uh, fuck, that's amazing? That's, that's a great right way that's to put exactly it. Exactly it. Yeah. So and you guys are also, just you're like we're building, we're figuring it out as we go, and it's informing us how exactly. we need to look or the next piece of music or our sound. So it's just it's 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 just basically slowly telling you what it wants, huh? Exactly. exactly and that's like the the biggest thing we've learned is like if you can mitigate that again that anxiety that knowing anxiety and you're open the ideas that are going to flow are going to be way better than anything you would have actively come up with you right know, because it's it changes your entire perception of what's going on inside your head it's like i'm in charge of the ideas i do these things rather it's like rather than just being like i don't know like i'm just the conduit that these ideas are working through yeah it we completely just got, changes your idea just of yourself. have the, the butterfly net yeah grabbing those ideas coming by yeah because yeah. we don't know where thoughts come from let's get serious so like to, <laughs> like so it's like well how that's me it's like okay you're just saying that like you don't know where this is coming from not at all yeah i mean I, I love the idea of that you know like we are imperfect chemical machines and yeah to be honest like what i eat for breakfast changes the way i think or the way i feel right so it's you know, everything's you altering be, consciousness yeah know, fast and loose right exactly exactly, exactly man i could shout, out, it, shout out to motorhead <laughs> <laughs> so i'm curious is this your first was the or was that your first experience with like a hallucinogen or dmt for that effect or were you guys pretty straight laced beforehand we were i mean first first experience with actual dmt yeah but we had been yeah we had been uh venturing down the rabbit hole for quite quite some time um started with the weed you know that gate that horrible gateway gateway straight and have a great time and then all of a sudden you're the best foods you've ever had like the menu today are even better and then the curiosity just kind of led us to like What's this mushrooms all about? I'm reading a lot of trip reports about aliens. Like, what the hell is this? Yeah, and I mean, we started listening to the Doors too, and we we're uh, right. The music it, starts it coming. Kind of... You start listening to Alan Watts or Ram Dass or Tim Leary or whoever it is. All these '60s guys again, like this, because there's a something going on in the '60s which made it so attractive too. It's like, what the hell were all these, all these like young kids almost threw the whole establishment over? What the hell is that about? Yeah, so we've, uh, I mean, we've always been pretty respectful of any of that stuff too you know like we well a couple of mushroom trips that you thought we were just goofing around and then all of reality goes away you're like i thought that i was just fucking around here this isn't <laughs> there's nothing to laugh about yeah. anymore but uh you know we kind of learned over over the years how to use these things to our advantage and how to use them properly and respect them properly and uh, by just getting whomped by them like that's just by being goofy idiots and going in there and being like whoa okay yeah and uh but i i think i think in the future it's going to become much more popular absolutely and i think uh it's a real solution to it, it, when used properly in the right mindset and the right set and setting uh, i think people can really meet themselves for the first time absolutely. or meet the present moment for the first time without all the fucking words in yeah. between them and just being here now um and i think you know, as, as this mental health stuff gets more and more out of control, it's all from a spinning cultural machine. It has nothing to do with nature. It has nothing to do with, with who you are. It has everything to do with using a very poor mirror as a reflection. Exactly. Because that's what culture is. It's a horrendous mirror. And when you use it to reflect, boy, are you going to have, have to, you're going to have, you're going to have, yeah, exactly. Thoughts. Some distorted thoughts about it. That's um, interesting. So, you say culture is a mirror. Cause I, well, I feel like I'm, uh, like an outsider looking at it and just 
being confused by it sometimes. Like it does, <laughs> exactly it doesn't feel it. reflective of me or the way I think or feel most of the time. Well, For, I mean, that's me, good to stay away from that. To try to think that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When that's the whole thing is, I think you know, like something we say a lot is the self is the biggest unclaimed resource on the planet, and I think the more people can start to be with themselves and actually like have confidence in themselves and i don't not mean, try to run away from themselves at all times that's what like nervous energy is then it quiets the whole cultural game down because to me like you're saying like the cultural game to me is is almost non-existent because i i participate in it very little other than like playing shows and doing like those you know the those basic functions but as a collection it, it is a reflect a reflection of where where the head's at or where yeah. the majority of the heads are at and uh you know and the psychedelic is like the mirror is using nature as your mirror it's and like our, our the furthest back system we can get to like i don't know what's below nature in the hierarchy of things yeah and it, it's it, again or bob i should say nature doesn't care about the the fucking silly little human side game we're playing which you know the silly human side game wants you to believe that that's the main game that's the but only it, game in town it's all it's all uh it's all a fantasy you know because <laughs> if if a fucking if some extreme uh natural disaster or some aliens showed up we ain't gonna be too concerned about the bottom line of profits for uh, nestle <laughs> co you know nestle <laughs> whoever it is no one's gonna be too concerned about their profits if it's now a matter of survival for the entire human race yeah exactly mm -hmm. So it's kind of funny where the, sorry, the game, the game only persists if things are okay. Yeah. You know, something you were talking about, like sparked a memory. Like I, I'm just a, a conglomeration of memories of, of things other people have said, but uh, they were talking about using like uh, either hallucinogen psychedelics or like uh, MDMA, stuff like that. They were saying that like that stuff is the key to like unlock your mind. Right, like yes. it, it unlocks it and helps you push through. The trick is, some people get hooked on the key, and that's where they fail. Yes, is that exactly. exactly yeah, it, here's man. here's there, this is even cooler because we have a lyric yeah. in the song "Gaslight," and it's these keys open doors that you don't have to use anymore, and it's exactly that concept where it's like this will give you the key into the door of yourself. Yeah, but you are already there. That, everything that room is already you. there in your brain. It's, like it's just showing you, like you, you didn't know you could go in this room, did you? You didn't know there was a room here, did you? And that exactly what you're saying is a popular thing where people will get hooked on something, no matter what it is, whether it's oh, yeah. MDMA, cheeseburgers, cheeseburgers or yeah. yoga. Like yeah. whatever it showed you is great. But as Alan Watts would say, when you get the message, hang up the phone, because if you sit there and keep going, what? Wait, what was it? You keep looking down the microscope yeah, and you're only looking down the microscope now. It's like you forgot, but working at what you see in the microscope is the whole, that's where the work is. That, the integration you, is. That's where the human comes in and has to not skip the work because it's not possible to skip it. You got to do it. And everyone's looking for that pill. And it's like, well, I'm be making come in pill form, but you're going to have to apply everything that it shows you <laughs> when it's out of your system. Yeah, because... these are just tools. You can build a house with the hammer or you can just break your hand with it. It's up to you. You know, what's interesting is you guys, you're big on like metaphors, like you're huge on metaphors. Like I think you've dropped like 10 or 15 on me, which is funny because I am like such a visual person. Like, so I do that exact same thing all the time. And I'm curious, is that, do you think that's what most of your music consists of? You guys just like breaking down concepts into metaphors? I, yeah, that's pretty a good much. call. Plus, I don't think you can get you. We were forced to use metaphors with the, with the English language. Like it's a closest as we can point directly we can't point directly with language but we can reflect so i think metaphors are the only way to communicate 
Because it's uh, yeah, it's like however you're gonna ring a bell in someone else that's ringing the same bell in you. It's like you know the specific that's, words. That's the connection. It's like oh, you got that in your brain too, eh? Like okay, there we go. That's the connection. But it, I I would say all of our music, all of our songs are about the same thing. But uh, that thing that we're trying to say is something that cannot be said. So which is we uh, we do our best to to dress the uh, the full concept of our understanding of life and reality into very much easier digestible pieces of information and trying to use very simple words while doing so as well. It's like art. What is there's some quote that's like artists, uh, use lies to tell the truth. It's something like that. It's like when we start using symbols and words and stuff, you're, you're automatically can't point directly to the thing. It's like uh, me pointing my finger to the moon and then everyone's looking at my finger. It's like, no, no, I'm pointing it to somewhere. You got to look, you got to use that abstraction to, on yourself to look at what I'm pointing at, not the finger itself. So it's very, it, and that's our game here on earth is this communication issue we have. We can't, we don't, we can't Bluetooth our brains directly yet. So we Soon got enough. this slow medium called language that is okay at getting there. Gotcha. So yeah. through your music, are you like excited to uh, see people uh, just resonate with your music or the message more? I mean, or do you just do you just like it when people get anything out of it? Yeah, exactly, man. It's all one big rolling thing. And uh, basically, it's like not to let the mind settle anywhere. Like the, just because that's another thing is like we're like, oh, yeah, I know what that is already. Oh, that's just the, like, we get this all the time. Oh, that, that's ZZ Top up there. It's like where people need to like, again, go ahead and know. They're like, what is, oh, that's just ZZ Top. But it's like, if you can keep it floating, where it's like, I don't know, keep mine guessing. I don't know, I don't know. Then it keeps floating. It doesn't conclude anywhere. Say, this is what reality is. That's what that is. Yeah, because before the ZZ Top thing, we were a uh, Duck Dynasty. Right. right. Whatever right. was the pop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever the, the, whatever the pop, guys are the doing. pop means were. Yeah. It's like, Shit, man! I had this beard before that. <laughs> <laughs> that was cool, even before that. So, something you mentioned earlier is like your your musical influences, the stuff you guys really liked, you were doing before, and um, sounds like a lot of the way you think kind of comes out of like that sixty sixties uh, mentality. Or do you think maybe you have like a a nostalgia for the sixties, or maybe like a kind of a romantic vision? Well, I'm 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 sure it's romanticized because you know it's uh i i think everyone tends to dress certain areas in a golden light or they tend to dress the Probably future just born 50 years ago so yeah they tend to dress the future in a golden light i like i i definitely dig what what they had going on back there and i obviously dig the music the it's most. the psychedelic thing too and that cr- that crazy burst of creation like this insane leap of creative it, like it was almost like the 60 or the 50s were black and white television then all of a sudden like color came everywhere mm-hmm. into the world yeah but i i definitely think there was a lot of flaws back then and how they did things and i think uh you know the whole hippie movement was flexed a little too hard to the opposite side which is tends to be again the issue especially in the west here of these polarities where it's like like the pendulum swings yeah, yeah instead of balancing the boat we keep running to either end of the boat and it just persists it's the strong. rocking yeah, yeah. exactly um but yeah, I mean, the music the most, and like Kyle's saying, it's just like that outburst of creativity and like that first burst of color, the first like smell of spring almost, if 
yeah if uh we were talking about it in those terms but yeah. i i definitely think we have the uh the tools and the ability and the mindset to do something similar to that but much better and I, i'm talking just the whole human race um i think i think we could come to a more balanced uh area of peace and instead of having to shoot daisies at people um <laughs> and again i i would i would do that but uh i just think i think it's like the 60s is an era to look at um bringing more of the human spirit into day-to-day life and not more not like have, the, yeah, have yeah. profit be the bottom line for everything because if anyone runs the numbers long enough corporations uh you're all going to be out of business because there'll be nothing to consume there will be no consumer because we're going to ruin everything in the name of profits and the including and I, ourselves and i'm not knocking success i'm not knocking hard work and i'm not knocking organization because if you can organize yourself on this planet you're doing well but what are you, what are you uh, knocking just an infinite game on a finite planet it yeah, seems silly yeah, you but, can't play hey. an infinite game on a finite planet guys and girls and all <laughs> all that's why we're going in the digiverse because then you can it's all just computer code and you can just have unlimited yeah. everything yeah I, I feel like that's where we're at now is like we're at the point where we need to simulate scarcity because uh, either i don't know when but soon enough everything's going to be accessible and there's nothing wrong with that but i feel like you wouldn't download a car would you that's coming <laughs> <laughs> but it's, uh, it's like say bitcoin like there's there's 21 million bitcoin that'll ever exist so that's a simulated scarcity right there um where i know in canada and the states they they like to print that that money left right and center with absolutely no recourse or repercussion so you know even a simulated simulated scarcity is better than com- complete nothingness or or just like a an endless printing machine that just slowly devalues everything everyone's been working their whole life for <laughs> so the the idea of uh, everything all the time uh, doesn't necessarily appeal to i've heard like like they've done experiments with animals and stuff and when they're given absolutely everything there are no woes that you know like the happiness level just plummets right you have to exactly you man. have to have something to push against to fight against. that's exactly yeah. it you need the it, it, the utopia thing is a cool idea but it will be a, a, a disaster it's like you need that struggle yeah it's or boring like life game doesn't work anymore well it's it is life that's why i i i can get so like i can just sit here and shake my head because it's like everyone it seems like everyone's clamoring for life to be canceled it's like you, you don't want no resistance exactly this is why we're here in the first place to have some sort of resistance and ice to, cream sundays every hour on the hour forever yeah like who, who wants that and <laughs> as, as to your point like the, the animal's happiness going down i i think 100 uh again going back to the mental health thing that because our survival is so taken care of for the most part i know this isn't a generalization for the whole globe but say in north america like for the most part survival is pretty well taken care of and because of this the mind which is a a a danger scanning machine has no snakes to find in the grass so therefore it's feedbacking on itself and using words as the enemy so the mental health is in such a dire position because there's no resistance there's nothing to fight for there's nothing to fight against there's nothing to to engage the mind which is really what everyone's looking for is to engage the mind but because we have this like idea of like get rich and retire and do nothing it's like no one's thought this one through to realize that that's actually a nightmare like i was saying (laughs) the utopia is a nightmare 
there is no no infinite smile uh i mean there is behind the whole thing but not not when we're we're playing humanity yeah we're game. in the duality game like you gotta balance both sides here and like your brain your brain will reward you when you've done something so it's got its own dopamine it's kick its own it's built in yeah you just have to you have to use the system you can't sit there in bed all day and and complain about being depressed because you you are going to be depressed yeah well i mean for me it was kind of like case in point like when you look at like billionaires you know like bill gates or you know you know buffett or whatever it's like they are incredibly rich more than any one human could ever spend in a lifetime but what do they keep doing they keep finding challenges for themselves and pushing themselves because exactly, it's like money's man. not the end game right no that, not at all. everyone's confused here about that yeah. for sure it's it's the, like the money money is something that comes in the wake of the doing the doing is what needs to be set up and if the doing is what you want to do then the wake's going to be fine you don't have to worry about that it's like the we've got our aims all fucked up yeah we're shooting we're shooting the the arrow into the dirt wondering why it's not hitting the target yeah (laughs) yeah yeah well i remember i remember when i was really really poor like growing up as poor and stuff and it really sucks when you don't have it but then once you get to a certain level of comfort it's you you're like i mean what next right it's like what measuring stick do i measure myself against and a lot of people you know do that with with wealth or you know with um how many sales you get or something, right? Everybody's got to define that. And I think a lot of people just pick the wrong things to measure themselves against. And exactly. to me, that's a big part of mental health right now, right? Exactly. Expectations. Just, yeah. Oh, and just, dude. and just choosing, yeah. it's like, I, I've been thinking a lot lately where it's like people are chasing this carrot that's being dangled infinitely in front of them. And not, not often does someone stop to think, I don't even fucking like carrots. <laughs> and that's kind of how I think about the whole thing is like, it's the, the prize that's being dangled in front of you ain't worth the work you're putting in it. And like, if you just, if I, I just find if, if people, and I know again, the it's the scenarios where this could vary are, are infinite, but like if people choose themselves first, I, I don't think there's much that can stop them. And there's going to be some very bumpy turbulence off the start and at different times. But if you can weather that storm, I think, again, that wake is will, will be there to support you, to help push the boat if you run out of gas, you know? Yeah. Well, it's something I've always heard and I truly believe is um, if there are no constraints, there is no creativity, right? So like if exactly. you're given unlimited resources, unlimited time, exactly, right? there's, there's no, you're never going to come up with a, a cool changing you know, life-changing, life-altering sort of method of doing something. So what do you guys uh, have as constraints for you, like in what you're doing right now? Like, what are your constraints? It's funny as you're saying, I was just thinking, I was like, we simulate scarcity all the same as well, where, you know, we, because we're our own label and, you know, we've got management and agents and all that, and they've got timelines to work under. But when it comes to creation and releasing music, it's all on us. So we, we have recognized many times that, if you give yourself that infinite runway, runway, you're just going to say, fuck uh, it. You're just going to say, fuck it for a long time. So <laughs> we, we always, uh, and we're still working at it more and more is just like giving ourselves deadlines and sticking to it for no other reason other than like, we need to get it done. And we'll, we'll make sure that we don't even try to backdoor ourselves being like, well, you guys made up the fucking deadline. So it doesn't really matter. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> are disciplining yourself, man. Cause you want to be a sneaky fucker, even around yourself. Like, yeah. Fuck that guy. And that, and then that, fuck it, off. it is helpful with Kyle and I, cause we kind of tie each other in, uh, 
because, you know, we both have to show up. And if, if I can't give myself the excuse, I can give myself the excuse to like, well, Kyle's there and vice versa, or like, you know, just holding each other in, into the project to make sure it stays spinning. Um, so you're keeping each other accountable. Then. Exactly. exactly. And, and like, that's the whole thing to like, again, Ben saying this is like, you're going to, all this resistance is going to come mostly in the form in the mind and like to mitigate all that horse shit. The one thing you can do is just consistently show up. Yeah. No matter what, no matter what you're feeling or what you're thinking or what horse shit resistance is coming, your job is to show the fuck up consistently. And that's how you create a life. Yeah. It, consistently every day, the thing you want to be do it every day. Your life is just habits. You can form into anything you want. Yeah, it's it's literally like the apps on your phone. You can <laughs> you can delete them, you can add them, you cannot use them. This is also a good uh, if you if you want to scare the shit out of yourself, or the psychedelic will do it too. Is it gets you when your apps are shaking. You know, get so your it you gets your nervous system shaking. Here's here's where you reprogram. What do you want on and yeah. off? Do you want a new app? Do you want to delete some apps? Yeah, yeah. What do you move, do it move, now? Do it now going. when you're sensitive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, what would you? I mean, that's interesting. So the idea of psychedelics kind of unlocking something. A lot of people are afraid of that stuff, right? So what would oh, you well, the, what would you recommend to people if they're not gonna use a key to open that door? Okay, if they're gonna try great to do one. It yeah, meditation. This is so underrated and once again watch how squeamish and your mind wants to bail on the whole thing mind hates meditation so but you if you keep working at it you get more and more space between you and your mind and you can start watching it and going oh here it goes again but you need to do the work again you cannot bypass this or intellectually think this it's got to be done on the ground experimentally and experientially and you might get lucky because you know this whole thing can take uh a half a second to figure out or a gajillion lifetimes exactly so i think everyone should sit down and meditate because hey you might be one of the lucky ones that pop right through nice and quick well and just <laughs> building the mind muscle it's just like building biceps it's the same thing you're gonna wake up and he's gonna go oh i don't want to i don't want to do this but it, you'll notice the result don't even have lust for results just the work simply the work without any expectations very hard to do but that's where it's at yeah meditation yoga another great one yeah. stretching the body pulling pulling past tension out there's a lot of tension stored like, up in the muscles mental and physical tension are tied together as well you'll notice that if you sit and watch your mind a bit and then stretch and then watch it again seeing how the, the mind has changed and uh We've been pretty big into the uh, oh, breathing, br breathing, Wim Hof, the cold exposure. We've been into that too. Uh, you know, we, for the cold exposure, we just do at the end of, if you're going to have a shower at the end of it, turn it as cold as it can go. Start with five seconds, but build, build up your resilience. Cause you know, we'll sit in there for three, five, six minutes, but and, it didn't start there. That's for damn sure. I, I was screaming as loud as I could the first time I did that, man. Well, the thing is, is like, we've been doing the cold exposure basically every day for more than a year. And, you know, I did it before, before this podcast. And like, the funny thing is, is oh, after over a year of doing it, my mind is still in there trying to cut. Deals no, with don't me do it. To don't not do, do it, it. Not today. Give and every time I just, <laughs> but it's a good, it's a good experiment to like show you that you can walk through the words that right. are being said in your head. Right. Because, my mind is saying, no, 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 no. And I take my hand and I turn it cold. It's like, I decided to override that messaging. 
And that messaging comes up a lot. This with, is important to know with, that you with can do all this. of us. Yeah. Even with things we love, you know, like I've been playing sitar for years and study sitar with the, you know, like a proper teacher. Um, but at times it's like to just go there and sit down with it. Why don't you just eat a bunch of cookies? There'd be all this dude. resistance. And then I sit down and I'll play for three hours and be completely blissed out. It's just like that, that transition. Thinking about things really muddles it all up. Yeah, it really does. It's again, Nike told us just do it. Um, <laughs> and like it, it, it's true because the more the, the more you can override that that son of a bitch that's trying to keep you in your little comfort program, the better at, at it you get. Yeah. And the more mobile well, you become, free you become inside. Well, when you're hearing it, like you're at the moment you, you know, you're at your head towards the end of your shower. Does like in your head, you know, this is the right thing. And there's a voice that says, yeah, but it'd be so comfortable not to do that. So are you, exactly. yeah, 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 do you right, actually know time. what the right thing is? And you're just like telling yourself to immediately do it. Yeah, And, and yeah, then but, when, once that cold water hits too, you, you no longer are thinking anything at all. <laughs> Except that the water is freezing. Exactly. Yeah. That's what it, it gets your mind to a one pointed, uh, just paying attention rather than scattered all over the place. Gotcha. Is that is that the goal of meditation or the the cold exposure stuff? Is to just focus your mind on like one single thing, or just like it's like how often do you pay attention to your nose or your, or your left foot all day? It's like it's all there, but it's just like we put a lot of attention into the mind, and so it's taking a lot of attention that it doesn't need to be taken. It's like almost like you leave it alone, as if it's clouds passing in the sky. You don't try to form the clouds to what you want. You just let them pass. And I, I would say, I would say the, the main thing is like trying to get to a neutral mind space, uh, as much as possible and trying to find ways to keep it there because it, I mean, the mind's always going to be the mind. It's never going to not do its function. Right. So finding ways to mitigate its, uh, its dance, I suppose is, is what we've been interested in. And we've found that in most cases, with most of anything, it's like sitting down and shutting up is the answer. <laughs> uh, you know, like you don't try it's the to, last thing we want to do too. Huh? It's like that Alan Watts quote, like the best way to clear muddy water is leave it alone. Yeah. And, but yet yeah, most of us will be in there doing this, trying to stop it. I'll iron constantly. this out. And it's just like, makes it way more of a mess. And this is the, <laughs> most of the stuff is like ourselves getting in our own way. And then it's the mind watching the patterns and going like, Oh, I'm not going to get in the way of this this time. We've also yeah, spin. Yeah. yeah. We've also found that like uh, especially post like Kundalini yoga and breathing and stuff. Um it's right. a, it's a pretty good way to put yourself into a very right creative space. Um and like I don't lean on it as similar a similar to psychedelic spaces too. Like it's not obviously the exact same, but they're very similar mindsets. Yeah, where and where the antenna is just wide open. Right. So I find, you know, after we're done the whole yoga and breathing routine, uh just unconsciously spewing out whether it's beatboxing a drum beat or singing melodies or just like even in the cold like the amount of times in the cold i'll just start like singing something or or making sounds to obviously help distract myself a little bit from the cold <laughs> but uh a lot of it'll be like uh, again because the mind isn't placed anywhere like something really rad will come up and then then the new game will be okay i gotta keep singing this until the three or four minutes is done so i can record it on my phone but just finding ways to induce creativity uh quicker and easier and again not leaning on them as tools because i think especially with creativity 
And like we we're saying with keys, if you start to think that there's a certain recipe to make it happen each right. time you're in big trouble, right? There's a, there's, there's things you can do to help, but, uh, as Kyle was saying, we've, we've getting, we've been getting pretty good at, um, not lusting for results and doing things strictly for the sake of doing them and not doing them because of X or cause because I don't like them or I do like it. Like preferences, all this like mind stuff, getting in the way, getting in the way, complaining and judging about things that are happening. It's like, just let it happen. It's fine. And you're much more than any definition you'll ever give yourself. Right. <laughs> Even though mine's right there trying to describe every single thing to you in language, in an English language or whatever language you have. So it's limited to that. So it's very small perception we're getting from that describing mind or analyzing mind or intellect that's a really funny one we, again if you tell anyone or realize yourself that your your thinking or your mind is in whatever language you know and then right then and there you can realize how limited you are because you're limited by language which is an interesting thing to think about if you're going to put this thing on the pedestal of of believing everything and it is gospel yet it is only using a bunch of grunts that have been it downloaded into us from the culture. It's yeah. like someone chirps you in Spanish. You're just going to look at them like, Oh, okay. If you no don't, offense, yeah, cause if, you don't know the if meaning. You don't know Spanish. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the, I, saw, I saw Selma Hayek saying something like that. And I was like, well, that, if, if that isn't one of the most brilliant things I've ever heard is like your, the what, how you're applying these words to yourself is what's offending you, not yeah. the words or the delivery in itself. Cause again, if someone says something to you that's extremely offensive in a language you don't understand, you're going to sit there blank slated going. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> or even in the same language, we have different definitions. So it's amazing that we can even communicate at all. Yeah. Like that's kind of blows my mind a bit that we were even getting anything across. Yeah. I had a moment the other day where uh, there was somebody who just sounded like a, a regular redneck and I saw walk <laughs> up and read a sign. They read it out loud. I was thinking, man, how crazy is that, that we can scribble some stuff on the side of something and then somebody else can come along and like truly understand the meaning of this or like, you know, Stephen King can write a novel exactly. and it like, actually makes you like afraid. Yeah. Like, just no based kidding. On words on a page. Words. Like, it's it's so, so crazy. It's hallucinating it's so, the whole time, right? Like in your head. <laughs> like, what the? It's so bizarre. And that, and that, that's one of the things, uh, again, I understand that there's many variables to living life out there, but, when people get really in on like how shitty everything is and how fucked it all is, it's like stuff like that. Like it's you're just, just not saying, true. Like, it's just yeah. like the scope, the scope, scope of realization is so small because like, fuck life is amazing. And there's so many little microcosms everywhere to show you that it's amazing. And the other thing is, is like, like, yeah, okay. There's some wars going on, but like the fact that like, say the three of us can, could walk out our front door and go for a walk around and probably for the most part, not be in fear that like another group of marauding humans is going to come kill us or, or beat yeah. us. Like life has come so much further that like we're complaining it, about the lattes being yeah, a, few, our lattes, a few degrees our off. Lattes like a little this. too cold. Like how about the fact that like we can all for the most part live life pretty safely and not like this isn't this isn't the this the 1500s where it was like oh, kill kill for kill here or like it's not like people are dying of dysentery or some yeah or like crazy groups of chimpanzees shit. ripping each other to pieces like we've come we've come pretty far and because we we're just little brats we don't we don't sit there and smell the roses and realize that like holy shit like we've got it going on here we've got right it going now. on yeah. pretty good because like fuck I, I, I was thinking about it once i'm on a flight i was like 
This whole flight is based on the trust of the pilot. Like just trust well, knows in another doing. human. And then, and then I realized like, oh, that's this whole thing. All of culture, all of everything we're doing is based on like this, like interconnected trust we have going around into billions of people. And it, when I think about it that way, it's quite a touching thing because a lot happens and a lot gets done and people's lives are much better because of trusting and morality. Yeah. Uh, All these each other. unspoken rules that we follow, right? Exactly. It's like, you know, not to try and hurt somebody else or yeah. try and yeah. be kind or things like that. That's, it's awesome. And, and like the other thing too, is like, we're still evolving and learning. I, I, I feel like there's some notion or some narcissism we're that we're done or we've, <laughs> we've come we should know everything now. It's like, yeah, you know, like, like, I don't know who the motherfucker was that had to go eat all the, all the different mushrooms to find out which ones would kill you or which would kill you or give you superpowers. You, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, you know, we're still doing those trials now with, with various things. And I, I think again, if people had a little more humility and a little more appreciation for how far we've come uh, without getting too caught in the past, like, fuck, but yeah, the thinking about it, like, again, like that's where like the mushrooms are very helpful just to seriously sit down and just marvel at anything, a speck of dust on the ground, for God's sake. You know what I mean? Yeah. Send you in tears. Yeah. Like, Holy <laughs> cow, this is wild. Yeah. The perspective, the perspective is definitely a little lost these days. And, you know, I understand also that suffering's relative, but like boy oh boy do we have it pretty well over here in the convenience store of the world and uh it's yeah i mean we, we could talk about it in a million different ways a million different words but like like you're saying i still think it just comes down to like the uh survival being way too taken care of now and you know there's there's a lot to be said that if you seek out discomfort willingly what well, that's a, another it's, thing it's, about it's very good for your and... brain then uh hiding from it or how it reacts when these things are thrust upon it because you have no resilience built up because discomfort and things you don't want are coming regardless and if you run away from them they make it makes it worse rather than voluntarily face it and work on that muscle and then when they come you're like okay i was i was ready for this yeah i love the idea of seeking out discomfort because to me like when i'm uncomfortable that means i'm growing you know what I mean? It's exactly. like yeah. me being better, me growing, be building my muscles, whatever it happens to be. It's never uh, fun or, well, not necessarily fun, but it's never exactly. like easy or convenient. Yeah. No. Right? It's and always that's the painful point. in some way. Yeah. Yes. And it's it's like the, again, I'm going to keep going back to this fucking cold shower thing, but uh, it's like, <laughs> uh, it's literally like that. Because when you're in discomfort, it's like the cold water's hitting you. Like your nervous system's lit up, your eyes are open, and you're like, you're paying a lot of attention because you're uncomfortable and it's like so it's go like, leave leave where, leave get me out of here and you can just like it's, no no it's okay life it's okay. really turns on there yeah and it's like it's so funny that like cliche like life begins where you're just get the edge of your comfort zone and it's like it's, <laughs> it's literally true literally true yeah <laughs> it's it's so true and i want coming back to the mushrooms again it's like every time you eat them it's like you don't know what's going to happen and you go through this whole like you're sacrificing putting yourself on the altar because you're like oh my god what, uh, you get so afraid and then you go through this whole process but it's because you were so afraid and so scared and so unsure and then you get the other side of the elastic snapping and you go oh it's okay i forgot i forgot all this stuff and it's you need that fear to make something feel real that, that that's how we we these two things opposing each other make reality itself happen 
Mm-hmm. This the fear turns into complete love. You know, it's like you need those things turning into each other, or you just are on a flat line, no the, heartbeat. The amount of times I've been scared and then done done the 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 dive anyway. I've just been howling, laughing at myself. Once. Yeah, you're scared. Once oh I my god, I was actually like, scared. What was that little kid going on about? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if it's today. I should. I, I gotta. I gotta wake up early tomorrow. I shouldn't. I tend to refer to my mind as little Ben uh, <laughs> because I've, I'm like getting to the point where I treat my interior dialogue as like a, a little child, basically, because I, I've, I've learned a time and time again where it's going to just well up and swell up and do the same old pattern. <laughs> and the ones that are hilarious, again, especially is to come up on mushrooms or LSD or something. Well, it really rings you out. Because like, it does. You go through your whole, your whole checklist. And if you, don't, if, you don't, if you don't get past the checklist, you might get uh, hung up spinning on something. But right. usually once cruising altitude is, is reached, then I'm just laughing hysterically same with like, on the airplane right yeah. you kind of feel weird on the way up your ears are popping you're like I can't, my stomach's kind of and then the the yeah. seatbelt sign goes off and you're like okay fuck sweet now we're good <laughs> <laughs> like, what's going on about <laughs> oh man well you guys are kind of like walking talking fortune cookies but i'm curious <laughs> like what were like little ben and little kyle like i'm assuming this wasn't you like as kids right uh, uh like traditional brothers beating each other up and stuff yeah it's kind of funny it, it, it didn't hit me till a few weeks ago because we just started doing our podcast which is not a podcast um <laughs> just we, us fucking around we, just know. us fucking around we basically we got the idea that it would be funny to make a podcast where there is no podcast so, so we post you know like episode four it'll be episode four highlights so it's just highlights but there's no actual podcast. So we're giving you highlights of a podcast that never was. <laughs> and uh, it was one of those because it's it's very goofy where we just, you know, we basically just get really stoned. We'll talk about a certain subject to tie some sort of legibility through it. And then the chaos just ensues. And this kind of just happened naturally. But w- what I realized one of those episodes was I was like, man, we're literally just joking about the same way we did when we were like fucking four years old, like the same specific brand of comedy where it's like both of us are just goofing around together and it it took me a while to realize that i'm like even the music i'm like this is still in the same vein as like when we were being like brothers when we were little kids just in our own little yeah in our own little like inside jokes kind of thing um so that was an interesting one but we were very much traditional brothers growing up you know kyle was older and he uh you know, we, we beat each other up a lot and made fun of each other a lot and bugged each other. And, um, it wasn't till what we, was it? The, 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 uh, stepbrothers moment. Yeah, it was pretty much, we had one of those stepbrothers moments where, uh, even though we're real brothers, but, uh, <laughs> we were, we were in Fort McMurray working and our, our parents were living out there at the time. And we went out to work for the summer and, uh, we were just like sitting on the back deck and we we're kind of like, do you smoke weed? Because we'd both been away at like university or whatever, and he was like, "Yeah, do you smoke weed?" And I was like, "Yeah." And we we're like, "Let's get do some weed." Do we just weed. become best friends? Yeah. Well, <laughs> once we smoked weed, we did, and pretty much that from that point on, uh, the weed, the music, it all kind of started. It all coagulate, kinda, yeah, coagulated together. Yeah. Well, how about how about this this alternate view of I'm going to say reality that you guys sort of. Yeah, and I guess embody now. Like, when did when did that start to kind of like come to your consciousness? When did you? Because I've never met anybody 
like as kids that are like as introspective as you guys are right now and just the way you think about things so it's like at what point did that like that migration or that metamorphosis start to happen it's it's an odd one because it's similar we were eating morning glory seeds (laughs) um that one was insane it's uh it's one of those things that again if i look back at it i'm like okay it was, it was kind of always there but initially it was there in in a way of like um just not exactly doing what everyone else was doing and kind of like taking a piss out of things that were pretty serious and never being disrespectful but like say even just at school it was like you know way more apt to uh disrupt in in a way that i thought was more real than what we were sitting there learning about um but that exactly and and i think that's at least an issue that i have is like so i tend to treat reality too serious sometimes and i start getting the the tension right here and walking around like this and it's just like it's just not true and it, it, again not to be it's not disrespecting everything around either it's, but it's just like having a lighter time with reality and like having having fun like it's more just being like a kid again remembering that we just the bodies grew up but like inside the mental thing is like we're just having fun with like creating things. We're being kids. It's uh, yeah, I, and like a big a big one, honestly. Like it, it, as silly as this will sound, is like we had a, a mushroom trip when we were pretty young. Uh, I mean, not, not not super young. I was probably eighteen or something. But in that in that trip, I got to a space where I didn't need to breathe anymore. To uh, I'm done to, with this. To to be. <laughs> to be alive or at least so so i thought and through that experiment i uh kind of had the experience of all which made me realize that like this whole thing is just a little bit of a play and that uh you know that we are all one thing is is true it's like it's like if the universe or god is an octopus or whatever you want to call it then everything in creation is a tentacle off of that octopus and it's only an illusion thinking that there's separation there. And um, language is creating that separation, by the way. And hmm. and like it was just like it was kind of just like that kind of information being downloaded and being like, what the fuck? I thought I was just goofing yeah. on a weekend. Like, like all yeah. of a sudden you get in this, right? Yeah, it's like, and getting hit with like, oh yeah, everything that ever happened is exactly as you wanted it. And uh also you are the programmer of said reality. So you should uh you know, start to start to embody the the program you want to, and stop blaming other people because it's not about that at all. It's yeah. you tricking yourself. Yeah, you tricking again. yourself and giving all your power away and saying that, you know, again, there's not, the son of a bitch. Yeah, I knew it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, again, it's just like the I, I, it's hard to say any of this stuff because it's all so like hooey wooey. But like, it, it would just like again reclaiming the self, like understanding who i was what i wanted to do and and uh how to do it and how to do it was just showing up and and sucking for a long time and looking like an idiot and being that's okay like that's again the beginner's mind you're gonna be a fool but that's the step you're on the steps to uh the master's mind you have to go through that you have to be it's like again all this hubris getting out so getting all this like monkey territorial stuff out like of the or like lessened in the head so you can start thinking freer and stop identifying with territory whether it be physical or mental and and wasting time defending that all the time 
your opinions, your thoughts on this, this and that. You're just sitting there wasting energy defending horseshit. Yeah, it's like stop uh stop claiming habits as personality traits. <laughs> that's just how I am. Yeah. I'm just a mean, dirty, no good son of a bitch. That's that's just me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's like Yeah, I hate it when I hear people say that stuff because Honestly, I'm not the same person I was five years ago, or exactly. I'm not the same person I was five months ago. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's you all be modular. Attention to see that you're dynamically moving through life. Most people are like, "That's me, and that's it." It's yeah. Like, well, well reality- sometimes you have to choose to change, right? You have to embrace yeah. it and be open yeah. to it. You're right, yeah. man. You're right, man. Openness. I would also say the keys or the tools uh, amazing for openness, um, and amazing for like not permanent but like it's very good at eliminating the wall the wall company in the head the one that just keeps building walls up and 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 trapping things inside like I, humility and whatever it is that i just said prior are the uh the, the step and uh, short term memory and no, short term no. memory but it's like, <laughs> it's just just being humble and and being less grippy with everything and being yeah. less like st- stop staking down who you are and what you believe in because again you're saying all these things you got to like re- watch the language because you're saying it to somebody else or yourself and it's building up a story inside your head and that's the, the story you're living in yeah so that's what i mean about language building these bar- boundaries between you and whatever else mm-hmm. you want to call well how do you feel about when people put labels on themselves like i am uh, you know, I am a, a father, a mother, I'm a firefighter, I'm a teacher. Like to me, it's, that feels restrictive. Like I, it's, I, I mean, hundred percent. Yeah. And that's cool. People, it, it lowers their anxiety about like who and what they are. So they don't have to think about it anymore. But again, especially like roles in companies, the, the classic hierarchies and now, oh, you got to tra- treat the director really, really good because it's like, and you forget to treat them as a human first, which what that's what we are first. Yeah. That's the first one. If you're going to put there, I wouldn't put director of maintenance first or whatever the hell it is. Yeah. Like human being, remember that? And we start forgetting to treat each other like humans and we start treating each other like title roles or mm-hmm. titles. We start treating each other like words. Exactly. So this is the whole, bizarre. this is the whole issue we're having as a culture period is we're taking words for reality and we don't know that it's not yeah, try to sit on the word chair <laughs> or try to eat the word sandwich you're going to be starving yeah and uh it's 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 so tricky but so simple right. um but i think uh, and just to add on what kyle was saying like the roles and stuff it's like everything is cool so long as it's not possessing you and it's right. like you wonder why it's they call possessions like it's like, the you know, everyone's got some knows someone who like, you know, you go to a friend's house and they've got plastic on the furniture or like the dog's not allowed on a certain part of the floor or this that and it's like reality is not for living. Yeah, by the way, it's like so. <laughs> this chair is to be looked at then. Yeah. Okay, you are fully possessed by this chair, whatever it is, and like roles too. I mean, ideas it, can do this too. You right? can. This is worth bad as physical objects can the the movie anger management does this really well um <laughs> where yeah they're they're asking adam sandler like who are you and he keeps referring to roles or words or names like yes that's fine that's your name i'm asking who you are well i'm this this yeah that's that's your occupation that's fine i'm asking who you are and Which, uh, you can wreck anybody's day by doing this because you'll never find the answer yeah because 
anything, any answer anyone's going to give you is just going to be words. Uh, it's just going to be words. And then if you keep trying to ask the definition of each word that is said, now we're infinitely looping. Words. <laughs> it's a compound interest right into, I don't fucking know. Yeah. And that's fine. <laughs> that's no one, okay. A lot of people don't want to even say that. It's like, but that's the truth. Yeah. I mean, that's the closest I can get. Yeah. It's, again, I think, I think if you look at anything too hard, you've lost the point. And, uh, I think again, many people are tend to be looking for that surefire way where I was saying earlier, like I'm very skeptical to say, Oh, this, this, and this will induce creativity. I know that through experience, it tends to lean that way, but right to fully believe that again, it's like, you, you gotta be, I, I keep saying you gotta, and I don't know why the floating is much better than staking your feet into, into quicksand. Cause it's going to, that you staking your feet in that idea will consume you just like a, a pile of quicksand where yeah. if you can remain floating and remain a little more anxious that you don't know, then perhaps all will be revealed to you. It's the, the paradox of if you want power, as soon as you, or if you want power, as soon as you give up that, that desire, you'll have all of it. And it's those paradoxes again and again, as soon as you stop looking, then you'll find, you know, like all these, all these like silly paradoxes are so true. Yeah. Mm. You know, it's so funny. Like this, um, this makes me think of the matrix, like where, um, exactly. Cypher's sitting there and he's eating dinner, uh, yep. with, uh, agent Smith. And he's like, why didn't I just take the other pill? He's like, put me yep. back in there. I don't want to know any of this stuff. Because like, I just like, I was wondering, you know, somebody who is like trapped in those loops, trapped in those routines, if they were to hear you talk about like, but it's, I don't know if it would be terrifying for them or freeing for them to think about it. You know, it's like, it makes me wonder what they, yeah. they want to be just like, put me back in the matrix. I don't want to think about this. Well, that's I've, it, I've definitely had that thought a few for times. Damn sure. Because You're like hit me on the head with a tack hammer. I don't want to know this shit anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Ignorance is bliss thing, right? Yeah. It's uh, yeah, I don't, but I think it comes with its own, the exact set of frustrations on its own yeah, it's, and it's confusing because you don't know why this keeps happening it's, to you. Yeah. It's pretty much equal either way. Um, but I think I think the a main thing we're 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 kind of saying, and it seems to get told to fuck off a lot, is like, well, yeah. If you're if you're more responsible for yourself and are able to then compound that responsibility, you'll responsible yourself right out of that fucking hole you're in. Yeah. And it's you can just, organize your way to chaos by organizing, and by it, understanding it yourself, and that's how you spiral out of chaos. And it's just the fact that, like, I mean, in a lot of cases, people don't want to do anything. Like, COVID was a great excuse for people to be like, right. oh, COVID, like, you can fuck off and everything. And and I'm not going to say that I didn't use that card to my advantage at times. But, like, let's if, party if, it down. If, if you're going to if you're gonna hang, hang your hat on that one until the day you die, oh, I just, everything was going good until COVID. It's like, and that's the mind again. Everything was going good stuff. until you found that infinite that infinite excuse you're going to hold up at every corner as to why you never did what you wanted to do in life and people are doing that with or without covid it's like whatever the word is that's going to stop you from living your life and then if someone tries to give you the key you're going to tell them to fuck off because that means that your this structure you're standing on is now getting chipped away at the bottom that's not there anyway it's just you're you're using your head as an illusion machine to <laughs> make it seem like it's there yeah, but you got to really be wanting to do this on your own because, like Ben said, if any if you try to tell anybody this, they'll just rebel and get pissed and show you their teeth and 
it's like oh, okay sorry yeah. upset emotional we get it it's emotional beings around here it's like what's that inner interstellar right the tars he's like i am only 85 percent truthful because humans are highly emotional creatures i cannot be truthful can be a can't be 100 it's like it, it, yeah, it, so like, the okay. robot dials its truth back to 85 percent because we can talk to <laughs> us so it can exactly and that's, a, it's a, that's a concerning thing for the future because uh ai and robots i don't think they're gonna see too much use for emotion so uh <laughs> and as our as our species tends to be getting more and more irrationally emotional uh i don't know if it's the solution is ch chip us up or uh or what i don't i don't know i don't know where it goes yeah, we're, we're, we're gonna be turning into the new intel chips so, like use those humans and compress them into chips yeah <laughs> man i've been in it for a really long time and i've been around ai and stuff like that and uh, if you've seen the stuff I've seen, you wouldn't be worried at all. This stuff is trash. <laughs> it, <laughs> it's, it's, really? it's far overhyped for its okay, capabilities. Okay. I have no idea about it. All the, so I've never. I'm sure there's there certain aspects of it that are probably amazing, but the stuff I interact with is like this is crap. <laughs> this is such trash. There's a bit. I've heard of that. I love it actually. I, I'm enjoying hearing he, this. He comes up through like <laughs> sloth is Goonies is the new AI. Hey, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> is that like do? Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I mean, you've seen where like uh, AI like tries to like. Uh, interpret dreams or something like that like this stuff's just bizarre right it's like oh, the dog it look, everything looks like a dog or something like yeah, that. yeah yeah it's it's all terrible but <laughs> something you were talking about you're um you're talking about how people are using like covid as an excuse like why i can't do something but you know i've also heard people say like you know like for example like uh you know growing up i always wanted to do this thing but my parents wouldn't let me well it's like now that you've identified the problem you're not a child into their house anymore why are you not doing that thing you've always wanted to do? Or why are you not trying this thing? It's it's like people will identify. And you know what? Maybe at the time it, it truly was a roadblock for them, but they identify it now. And it's like, dude, that was that speed bump is so far in the past. You can't even see it anymore. Why are you like stuck <laughs> yeah. on it? You know, it's so wild. It's, it's wild no because kidding, like you're saying, I think in that situation is like, you know, Tim Leary was always avid on like updating your snapshots because like the, the impressions on your nervous system are old. So in that case, likely they've just never rationally addressed that feeling to talk themselves through it logically and be like, oh, yeah, fuck it. Like we can do it now because that impression on the nervous system is still there and still strong. It's like um, the elephant thing. Yeah, there's this this classic thing in Thailand where they it's like a again another great metaphor where when an, there's a baby elephant they'll chain its leg and and tie it to a stump and by the time he's an adult they remove the chain but he doesn't leave the stump because he still thinks he's chained there and it's it's like that kind of mind trick i think happens with people because the person still thinks they're chained to that stump yet the chain's been removed for the last 20 years it's just the habit once again of mm. that thought it keeps them there and the only thing you can says do you're right i can't move is is walk through it is action can dominate words but you have to get past it because a lot of people will say things and think they've done it it sounds so stupid but they again can't tell the difference between words and actions it, it, it you get hung up because you can you you keep using the head to think out oh no that wasn't okay oh i'm now now i'm back in the loop i'll keep you, you got to you got to start walking through it because the words get you every time. Then you rationalize with words again. 
And then you feel bad about yourself with words again. It's just, it keeps going. If you don't know that you can walk through these words, it seems so stupid, but I see that this is where we're hang hung up really badly. Man, so all I know is, uh, I usually, what I'll do is like with these podcasts, I'll take like a 30 second snippet as like a, a little, you know, like teaser for people. It's yeah. like, I don't know how I'm going to manage to to pick my favorite 30 <laughs> seconds. It's like a non-second 30 second snippet of this whole conversation. This is wild. We, we, so many things start here. We've been trying to uh, figure out better ways to relay this information to right. people. Um, we're thinking, we're, we figure that there needs to be a kid's book, but for adults. Like, you know, like hop on pop. Like this is like a basic one. Like, Welcome to Earth. You never you figured out how to use your your whole equipment here. Yeah, like a Here's children's a children's user manual for the equipment we're born with. Yeah, and not that we know how to use all of it too well. But, but like, uh, here's some tips that we've found that work, and here's why. If you find it works, something else works better. Use that. I know for me, it's it's, it's so funny. Like I am definitely not nearly as enlightened as you guys, or as introspective. I. I Everything you say resonates with me, though, and all of the metaphors you use really work. But oh, that's very cool for me. Kind of one of the things I had always looked at is like um, I never realized that I was just a zombie staggering through life, and then me neither, uh, dude. It happened um, about twelve years and like six months ago. It's because my wife, we had our second kid, and she went in the hospital, uh, went into ICU for like two weeks, almost didn't come out, and then like immediately overnight after that it's like i quit giving a shit about everything like all the things that seemed wow. so important to me just were inconsequential like in material possessions man they mean absolutely nothing to me like i i live so lean nowadays so basically uh i have this camera this mic and a laptop and as long as i got my posse with me it's like i don't i don't well, care right man you know what i mean absolutely like, like for me that was a really unfortunate way to kind of wake up and then just see all these other zombies staggering around me and i've always wondered it's like how do you these people that are trapped you know in the matrix is like how do you how do you wake them up yeah you know? exactly that's been uh right we've been trying to figure this one out for a long time because uh most people that get a little too outwardly about this uh end up getting knocked off you know there's <laughs> there's some uh there's some Shut pretty, him up some pretty good uh, <laughs> examples of the past of people who were uh sounding the alarm about this subject um well and, it's just like a wild it's just like wild that this is under wraps to me it's well, like, it, what it literally is the, the hell the bill hicks thing hey shut him up we have a lot of money invested in this ride yeah <laughs> <laughs> i think i mean for us we're trying with music and music's uh, the best language i've found on this planet i don't know any other languages english and french but like it, music is better than words to get through like especially say like yeah. hey you know carry on my wayward son by kansas and you're like yeah it's like now we can both we both understand like a whole feeling or like you know you you're, you're a deadhead it's like all of a sudden it's like we click on a whole other level it's just uh music has that power and it, and it can transcend all language barriers like you can you can if, if some guy in spain likes the grateful dead it's like we understand each other at a different level now they do trust each other on a exactly yeah exactly <laughs> yeah it's it's uh like the first song we released was we stole your head and that whole song is about what we've been talking about this whole time and it's it's again about like reclaiming the self and stop letting your head get stolen by every fucking thing that comes on the tv and the news 
and on your social media stream and what your friend says you should do. Cause it's like that, that head is bobbing just waiting for thieves floating in the wind, waiting to be stolen. And there's thieves everywhere. And like the whole irony is what we're saying in the song is like, yeah, we'll steal your head, but we'll give it back to you. We're not going to take it and fucking cram it full of shitty products. <laughs> we're, uh, we're just borrowing it for a moment, which would be the moment of the song. Well, when you guys are going to come up with a song like that, do you, do you come up with kind of the concept of what you want to do first and then flesh it out or like, how does that inspiration usually hit you? Same thing with everything else, man, is it's, we roll with it. Like yeah. the, the song is telling us what to do and it's coming out of nowhere. Like that's the coolest thing about creativity. You're, you're, it's something from nothing. Literally. You're just like, what the hell is this? Yeah. Like that song in particular, I can remember we had finished up a gig and, uh, it wasn't a mountain head gig and Kyle still had his bass plugged in when we were packing up and he just went don't 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 and I was like what the fuck is that he's like I don't know I was like okay let's record that so we voice noted that on the phone and then we came back and recorded that riff um that kind of started Mountainhead because you know we uh yeah, played it out and we threw the verse in and then I can remember I was sitting literally like right here um, and we were just looping it back and forth and I started playing the guitar and I started going, uh, 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 and we just sat there and we listened to it. And then literally it's like Timberland said this too. And I know exactly what he's saying because this is how we do it. He's like, I'll let the speakers tell me what needs to happen. And you're sitting there listening to, uh, 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 and it's just like silently, we stole your head. We stole your head. And then as soon as you say that line out loud, we're like, that's the raddest fucking right that's going in. And then like stuff like that just kind of happens where you just sit there and listen to it and it'll, yeah. it'll, it'll literally play back. Like we're saying what it needs. It'll play back the melody. There's been many times when I'm coming up with guitar leads, I'm just listening to the song and it'll just play in my head or you'll hear like a little mistake in the song and you'll be like, oh, like it'll inform you. And you're like, yep, there it is. Yeah, it's like it's hard listen, to just listening and paying attention is is like is vital it's hard to take to life but like for creative pursuits you just that's all you need to do is be paying attention and grabbing things in the air and then organizing them and cooking them up it's just like and it's uh it's like it's hard to even like take credit for it because right. like it it just it literally just shows up like and i don't know music we put out as mountainhead for sure has there been like preconceived at all or any like active pursuit after something in it? It's all just kind of showed up and, and danced through at certain points. And none of it's been too much of a struggle either. Any song that's a struggle, we usually abandon. Um, yeah. Cause what, what we'll do when we're creating a bunch of stuff is we'll, we'll write up into the chorus. Like we'll, 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 we'll go, you know, intro verse pre-chorus chorus. And then, by the time that's done, we'll decide if it's good enough to to yeah, finish. Because we won't inspired by it, like we can keep pushing the momentum with it, or it's just like, nah, this is dead in the water. Yeah, and we won't we won't force ourselves to finish something, or if we're not super stoked on it, we'll just abandon it because it's like, again, why are we gonna push a fucking square up a hill? <laughs> and we got Darcy Yates, our producer. Uh, just he comes over and is like. That's dog shit. That's good. Dog shit. Good. Okay. Thanks, man. Just, <laughs> yeah. Like, meter, his man. involvement is just like making sure that we haven't gone completely insane or <laughs> or uh, or gone way off the track. Because we there's there's even times where like we'll troll him because basically when we're 
making songs, we'll send them over like a pack of seven or six or something. Check out like, this song is about some, car horns. Sometimes we'll beep, just beep. we'll sneak one in there. That's <laughs> clearly a joke, but he won't know it. And he'd be like, oh, dudes, like he'll think that we uh, we've completely derailed the whole project. Oh, and what for- happens when he absolutely loves one of those joke songs? I don't, that hasn't happened yet, man. But I bet you it's gonna. Like, then the joke <laughs> is right back yeah. on us, and we'll sit there and arduously record it and release it. <laughs> ourselves for it oh man well i'm trying to i'm trying to picture you cats out on uh out on tour going around doing shows and stuff and um i'm assuming afterwards you guys actually like get to interact with your fans with the the crowd that's there and stuff like that what's what does that mean for you guys like the human connection piece actually like getting to see people in real life you know it's the it's the best i mean especially coming off of like the covid yeah like at the start of 2020 like we were on a super hot tear and we had just you know the wu-tang thing had just happened and you know our songs were getting a bunch of bunch of love and uh, we were just teeing up our first radio single and like shows were selling out we had i think in april alone like it was we had like 15 shows or something so we were just really stepping on it and then when that all kind of got canceled out it was okay it was fine but the thing that sucked the most was fucking doing live streams Oh God, and like man. sitting there playing a show, looking at stare, this camera, looking right at this webcam. Right. And then like, you gotta run over and maybe type something in the set. It was just so disheartening because like, again, it's, I, I, I love the pursuit of the song and the pursuit of creation is, is my favorite thing, but playing shows is also right up there with it. And playing like, shows too actual humans as well because the reciprocation that happens the circle that happens between audience and performance is unbeatable and you can't recreate it through webcam you can't recreate it through watching it on youtube like it has to happen there and uh you know especially for like you know we're we're an indie band like starting to fill up rooms and people singing our songs is uh, it's it's definitely touching and it's it's awesome to be a part of so it's been like you know, we, we've been only operating as a, a semi-circle for the last couple of years, and that's been kind of shitty, but, you know, it's been good. You know, we're getting out and doing some shows. Yeah. We got one on Friday. We're going to L.A. in June to play a show, and so we got our work visas for the States, so we'll be... Hopefully we're cruising around Texas. Be in and out. Yeah, fuck. We've been, we've been uh, not so jokingly, been thinking about moving <laughs> to Texas quite a bit lately, especially as Ontario got more sketchy. Plenty yeah, of room, dude. brother. Yeah. <laughs> The great nation of Texas. Yeah. <laughs> fucking. What what area of Texas do you live in? I live in uh, this place called College Station. So it's kind of an hour and a half from... I mean, in Texas, we do everything by like time it takes to get there. So I'm about an hour and a half from Austin, hour and a half from Houston. Unreal. But, right I was going to say, if you guys were walking the streets in Austin, you would just blend in. Like, yeah. you, you, <laughs> may, you may look outlandish where you are, but yeah, Austin, but Austin. <laughs> you, you'd pretty well fit in. Yeah, it would just be the same, the same dudes there. Yeah, yeah. We Maybe also a couple of extra looks. We get recommended to go to Venice when we were in LA because it was like you guys won't look like the freaks there. That's for sure. <laughs> I guess Venice is the freak show. I don't know. Well, you know, something you were talking about, like being in front of a crowd. I was talking to this guy, uh, Tim Wilson. He's like an Oxford professor, and he was talking about like when Thank you're. You doing stuff like you know like you're in front of a crowd and you can like you move them you know you um change the way they feel and stuff like he's like you're being charismatic and then he's later like breaking down charisma into like it's greek roots and stuff like that he was basically saying uh that it really comes down to respiration and like the idea is you're breathing out 
like your creativity and the audience is breathing you in. And he said, a, he said it's a two-way relationship because they also breathe out back to you and you pull that into you, right? So it's Holy like, shit. it's like this two-way relationship. And I was like, that's like, that's so quantified how I feel when I'm like performing, like I'm up there doing something. I'm like, I'm literally, it's leaving my body and entering theirs and then they're giving it back to me. So like the idea that it's one thing to do it over a live stream because like part of my day job, right, is like I do workshops and stuff and it's like I'm on these Zoom calls with 50 black squares, right? There's, <laughs> I'm just screaming into the void. You know, there's nobody. Yeah, yeah, there's no, exactly. Right. But when you do something in person, you live, you know, it's like I feel that connection to this other human. Like I. For sure. I Absolutely. It's, just, it's like night and day. And like I can only imagine, like I know how it affects me. I can only imagine how it would affect like a musical performer, like that piece of it. Yeah, yeah it, it, was it was just down stale. The void it was just stale. And nothing back. Yeah. It makes you be like, well, why the fuck are we doing this? Yeah. Like, because it, <laughs> it, it's like, again, like recording music's great. I fucking love it. And pursuing the creation of a song is my favorite thing. But again, to if you're not, at least for us, it's like if you're not going out there and performing and, and putting it out there, it's kind of like, well, shit. Like, what's, what's the point? And not that the point... Yeah is for any sort of result but it's just like the the doing again the other half of the coin is like performing and playing music is what got us into recording music so we can't play music it's it just it was just a an annoyance for sure it wasn't a big deal we didn't get disheartened we didn't hang like hang up our hats or call it call it a day but uh it definitely you know it's nice that we got some shows on the books because it's starting to feel like a caged animal um And it'd just be good to, you know, just see people out and about again. Cause this whole, just to remind you, oh yeah, there's, there's life going on. I forgot when we were locked down for two yeah, years. And I, I don't know how it went in Texas, but Ontario got it pretty fucking bad yeah. in terms of the lockdown. Like yeah. it, it, it kind of never happened here. Yeah. Like here it sort of skipped the entire state. I don't know if you guys got <laughs> blue, right? But we top. never really did anything as far as restrictions go. <laughs> Well, I mean, and we and came from the most over-restricted, maybe in the whole world. Like, yeah, so. it's like got to the point where, like, other countries are being like, "Yeah, uh, Ontario, what's going on there?" And we're like, "Yeah, fuck, I'm." We I'm would like to know too. as well. Yeah. Um, because yeah, I'm sure you you saw some of that trucker convoy stuff yeah, and all that, yeah. but like, I mean, that that's where it got is like people got so frustrated that nothing was happening that they went and parked cars in the downtown core of Ottawa. <laughs> And started honking their horns and again instead of the prime minister doing anything he ran away uh but we don't need to get into the politics <laughs> no but again like ben saying just hanging out with people too being like hey how's it going like after the show or whatever what's up it was cool like that's such a big thing about being human is like we're very social and when you cut that off things get a little bit strange like that's why they put the prisoners in in uh in confinement by themselves because we know how to torture ourselves it's like put us by ourselves we'll get tortured yeah and i mean we're such social animals it's like what like i was saying about the the music it's like people are going to start asking what's the point if socialization and fun gets taken out of the equation because (laughs) that's the only fucking thing keeping people around is is other people and and leisure and and release not this like fucking stare at the wall again i'm not aiming for the utopia but the dystopia is not too fucking good either like where's the balance where's just the topia in the middle yeah i definitely know what you mean yeah 
Yeah, 100%. Like it it affected everybody in all kinds of ways. It taught me a lot yeah. about myself. I didn't think I was as social a creature as I well, apparently am. Exactly. Yeah. It's like I thought I, I thought I didn't like hanging out with people. Turns out it's not true at all. Yeah. <laughs> I do I do think I do think on on the positive too uh a lot of people got some good perspective off of covid yeah. and a lot yeah. of people like started doing what they really wanted to do or you know we've had a lot of friends that you know at the start of our endeavor they were kind of like what the fuck are you guys doing and then have circled back around now being like fuck i wish i was doing something sick or doing what i wanted to do yeah like, yeah what we hold like again we're dead at the end of the story here there's no surprise there so it's like what is there really to lose yeah about going for it some know? idea about yourself fucking lose it yeah <laughs> right that uh, we're dead at the end of the story yeah <laughs> that's a guarantee yeah well, as far as i can discern <laughs> i could dig it man yeah like this this thing you're enjoying now is gonna stop so yeah and it's like so the risk there is there even a risk like you're gone anyway so like you might as well go for whatever the hell it is you want to go for yeah i can dig it's it a, it's a finite time here all right shit well, the thing I try to do is be extremely respectful of people's time. You guys have given me way too much, man. I, I man, appreciate Greg you so much. Awesome. So let me let me say a couple of things. Is uh, I started listening to your music, and uh, you know, because you were going to be a guest on the show, and honestly, I'd seen you from. Shout out to uh, Alex over at Social Animals Podcast. Right. I saw you, and that's ultimately how you guys ended up coming over here. But that dude is that dude's legit. You should. Uh, I love it. I love I love his format because it's like eight questions and you'd think you'd get repeats or it'd get stale, but brother, it's different every single time, you know, because everybody's got a different story, different journey. I love it, man. But, well, same um, with you, man. Like, yeah, you got the you, unique twist too. Yeah, me. Like it's ask so, so cool. many cool ass questions. Just, like it's just cool as hell, man. <laughs> like love podcasting so much. Like it, it's just creative conversations. And everyone yeah. everyone doing them so far has been just the raddest motherfucker on the Absolutely. other end. So like it's pretty what? i mean it's uh for me like i want human connection is like this is my best way of doing it so i, I super awesome, dig man. it but i was gonna say i was listening to your music and at first i was like nah, i don't think this is for me and then i mean i'm still listening to it non-stop i was like god damn it i don't know what it is man you guys like got inside my brain and now it's like yeah this is, <laughs> we stole your head dude this yeah. stuff is for me <laughs> <laughs> this stuff is is definitely i was like this is for me this is all right but awesome. uh, I had no expectation the conversation was going to go this direction. Like you guys are like, <laughs> so open and honest, and it's like nothing's nothing's off limits, man. I totally dig it. So um, if people wanted to interact with you in whatever way you choose, whatever is your favorite, how cool. would you have them do that? Where do you want them to go? What do you want them to look at? I'd say we're probably most active on Instagram, Instagram which probably. is at Mountainhead. Uh, we have been doing the TikTok thing at Mountainhead. Don't Music. know what the hell we're doing, so you can yeah. go and check out that. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we got, a we-, we got a website, mountainheadmusic.com. I mean, I don't know. Websites are kind of like business cards these days. I who uses them? Yeah. Um, but uh, Spotify, yeah. Facebook, Spotify, Amazon, anywhere. Just type if you, it if in you the type internet, in Mountainhead, you'll, right, you'll see the hats and the teeth, and we'll be there. Um, <laughs> and just for the record out there, folks, we're not a synth rock band. These are guitars and a bass you're hearing, okay? And we're not Amish people. We don't know how to build barns at all. Yeah. So yeah. You're like <laughs> Amish rappers. Yeah. That was kind of, that's how I would define it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Your aesthetic. <laughs> All right, man. Well, I'm going to 
click stop on all this stuff and thank you guys awesome. again. Greg, that was Thanks, fucking dude. awesome, was blast, dude. Man. Thank you very much. <laughs>